DW. Tony Renato has pioneered a special technique for regrowing trees, particularly in the arid Sahel of Africa. Renato has been called the forest maker and even won the Right Livelihood Award in 2018. That's sometimes referred to as the alternative Nobel Prize. And he listens to our Living Planet show, as I was pleased to find out. I caught Renato at his home in Australia, and he explained how this unique reforestation method works. I started off by asking him how it all got started. I lived in Niger Republic for 17 years, and I was managing a conventional reforestation project. But under the harsh conditions of Niger, most of those trees died. Maybe 80 to 90 percent of the trees died. And yet trees in that landscape were essential in order to have sustainable functioning agricultural system. We had to get trees back into the landscape, but the only method that we knew, tree planting wasn't working. And you've got to remember, I was in my early 20s then, so very enthusiastic and passionate. I really wanted to make an impact and nothing was working. So it got to the point where I was very discouraged and just seemed a big waste of time and money. And in fact, they called me the crazy white farmer. And one day driving to the villages and I had a load of tree seedlings in the pickup and a trailer load of seedlings that I was pulling. So I I stopped the vehicle. And in that moment, it just seemed hopeless. I looked in every direction, north, south, east, west, and it was practically a, a barren plain. And I thought, this is silly. I just threw up a prayer. And it was at that point, for some reason, a nondescript bush caught my attention. And I took the trouble to leave the vehicle and walk over and take a closer look. And, you know, there were thousands of these useless looking bushes across the landscape. I'd never given them a second thought because the landscape appeared to be desert. But on this day, that bush caught my attention. And as soon as I saw the shape of the leaf, immediately I realized that's not a bush. It's not a a weed. That's a tree trying to grow. And these plants that are growing, these trees, they have a name, the underground forest. Did you come up with this name? For me, that's what it was. It was hidden. You know, I'd, I'd been driving on that track weekly almost, eyes open, but totally blind to what was literally at my feet. But for two and a half years, I, mm. I drove straight past these things. <laughs> so, yes, sometime later, I coined that phrase, underground forest. And I, I think it's very apt. <laughs> yeah. And it's also it makes me think, you know, it's crazy. How long can these stumps you know, have the potential to regenerate? Well, I don't know the answer, but I suspect it in some species it could be centuries. Wow. Certainly the trees in the district that I lived in, they would have been cut down anything from 20 to 50 years previously, and they were still alive. And if you could convince people to not cut back the regrowth that happens from a living stump, the shoots that come up, if you can convince people to allow some of those stems to regrow, actually reforestation could be very rapid, very easy, and extremely low cost. And so this method is called farmer-managed 
natural regeneration. What does the actual work entail? What do the farmers do out there with that underground forest? So normally when you cut a tree for many species, probably most species, they don't die, they coppice, they reshoot. And so the first thing that we do is we select the very best stems, the strongest, most vigorous, the straightest, and we cut out all of the remaining ones. And we leave up to five stems so that if people do need to harvest something in the interim years, they can take up to four of those stems. But it seems like one of the main challenges has been to change people's behavior. How did you go forward on that path? 95% of my work involves regreening mindscapes mm. as opposed to regreening landscapes. And if I win that battle, the rest is relatively easy. So you, you really nailed it there, Sonia. Mm. It was quite difficult at first. I, I mentioned that they called me the crazy white farmer. <laughs> yeah. And so how we did it, I think I listened to people. I tried to understand their pain points. When they were hungry, we were able to feed people. Some villages didn't have water. We were able to put in wells. And so we had this empathy and, and rapport with people. But ironically, the big shift came in 1984. There was a terrible drought. And in fact, it developed into famine. And by the end of 1984, we were working in 100 villages. And part of the Food for Work program was we required every farmer to maintain 40 regenerated trees per hectare. Mm. And, you know, the bulk of them hated me. They thought, this is so cruel. Doesn't Tony know our crop yields will drop? But they were hungry. And I had that captive audience for the six to eight months of 1984. Fortunately, the 84 rains were excellent. And the people who had done this got actually a bumper yield of millet, their, their main crop. And while 75% of the farmers cut the trees out, they washed their hands and said, finish with Tony, we'll get on with our lives. 25% said, no, the guy's a bit crazy, but it not only didn't do any harm, but our crops were good. We had a little bit of extra firewood. It snowballed from there. They went the second year and the third year, and the impact, the benefits only increased. And so farmers look over the proverbial fence. They see their neighbors doing well, and it spread from farmer to farmer across the country. And it is remarkably effective. Can you describe some of those figures in terms of to what extent has this method been used to reforest the land? In terms of the impact in Niger, after 20 years, it's estimated that 5 million hectares of trees were restored on agricultural land. That's, I think, 200 million trees. Yeah, wow. What do you think is the future of farmer-managed natural regeneration? I think the, the awareness and the demand for it will only grow, and I think it will grow exponentially. And I, I compare it to when I lived in Niger, and it wasn't until people almost lost everything. That was the turning point. And I, I feel very strongly now that with growing impact of climate change. I think it will force people to the realization that we can't do without nature. We must, we must change our ways and fix this situation. I feel that the future of farmer-managed natural regeneration is very bright.
That was Tony Renato, a.k.a. The Forest Maker, and he works as the Senior Climate Action Advisor for World Vision Australia. That's a faith-based international relief and development organization. DW. 